Welcome back to the Root Issues Podcast. We're gathering around the table to bridge the generational gap and discuss the root issues of our culture. As always, I'm Brian Matthew, and with me is Pastor Steve Woodrow and Pastor Chris Henderson. And if you've been with us the past three weeks, we've had guest speakers uh, on Sunday mornings, and we've invited them in. We've done the same this morning uh, with Preston Files. Preston, thanks for joining us, hey, man. Hey, Preston. This is a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Man, I love... So, if you didn't already listen to his uh, sermon from Sunday, again... You, you missed out. You should go back and listen to it. If you did hear it, uh, man, you it, you described yourself as the weirdo. Um, I love weird and, stuff uh, in no. the Bible. Well, I was thinking, like, man, if you're a weirdo, we all need to get a little weird. So I'm hopeful that this podcast, we're going to get a little weird because uh, if, if you've heard Sunday and you don't know Preston personally, I've had lunches with him. I've had personal conversations. That's his personality 24-7. He is like the, the curiosity king. And, man, the questions that you always bring up, I'm like, oh, that's a... It's a great question. Let's ask the, <laughs> yeah. the difficult questions. And even if we don't have an answer, the wrestle with why is that in there or why oh, does this have to the, be? Your, your what's were, were awesome. What? What? Okay. <laughs> that was great. So if you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to the message. It was, it's phenomenal. You, you talked about the one gift left off everyone's Christmas list that you can't live without. Uh, and I love the the clickbait title that you you provided for us. Uh, hopefully, we use it. I don't know. This is before we actually post it, so hopefully, you use that title. But uh, do you just want to give us a quick recap of what you talked about on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, we've just been uh, in the sermon series, the Romans Road, trying to this uh, road to salvation, and then I get this uh, my my wheelhouse, like life with the Spirit. It's my favorite thing to talk about, and like it just gonna make people uncomfortable because we're obviously our flesh it's very easy to see our body but like what does this mean when god is going to dwell in us and like this idea of a, another spirit like joining our spirit um and this partnership that we have like this opportunity to walk in uh it's it, like obviously i get super excited but it's weird like how i mean i'm not a doctor but like again if you like cut somebody open like a, a like a ghost isn't going to float out so like <laughs> we walk by faith like that we actually are this is a for real thing um but i just it's it's no different than some of the other bible stories that we read and like have as a core so like jesus being born to mary is is through the power of the holy spirit like i mean a difficult pregnancy to explain um but this is the foundation of our faith so i love it Good stuff, Preston. That's awesome. Chris, you had something? Oh, yeah. I mean, we got lots of things. Um, you know, I your overall, I want to just kind of like get you just kind of talking just a little bit about just, you call him Eddie? <laughs> yeah, so the idea of the Trinity, you know, so we have God the, Trinity, the Father, yeah, let's, let's talk we about have Eddie. Jesus the Son, and then there's not like a comfortable, what's the Holy Spirit? But right? like Cousin Eddie is how we treat him. <laughs> and that's just not like how the Spirit would be. But because we have this father-son, there's not like, and you certainly don't want to say, well, is that the mother? Or like, is this the step-father? Like, how does that come in? So there's just not language. And so we have to wrestle with that. But I, I think when we like treat the Holy Spirit as something like a, a third wheel, we're doing a disservice to actually the Trinity when it's three in one. Yeah. And so like if they're all together, we need to be looking at them as this unified. And, and this is totally mind melting. Like, yeah. I don't mm. know how three are one, <laughs> but I do know they're different. And so like which gifts each one has that they can do that the other can't that complements. Obviously, they're not working like out of concert. Yeah. Like how they work together is just incredible but like giving the holy spirit anything other than like a third or including him in the three 
it, I think is a disservice to how we're going to worship. Yeah, I mean, when you started talking about that, you know, kind of, you know, just my family life, my raising up, I was raised in a denomination that really didn't <clears throat> embrace the Holy Spirit at all. Me as um, well. You know, yeah. I mean, and so it was like, you know, for me to embrace the Spirit in my later life as a follower of Christ, you know, was some struggles and some things. And so I was kind of applying that. Like Gen Z, they love to play safe. Like you started talking about, like, you know, living in the Spirit, looking at the Spirit. And I'm like, oh, no, they're just in the flesh, you know. <laughs> and then I started thinking about, like, just our children being raised by Elaine and I who were embracing the Spirit. And I'm like, there's there, there's the misting piston you know why is he called cousin eddie you know we called ours uncle albert and we kept him in the basement um you know is because if somebody's not hosting the spirit well or comfortable with the spirit then the spirit becomes very uncomfortable and so just thinking about like an encouragement to families and parents as you investigate and learn more about the spirit and living life by the spirit how well you're able to host it and even have the messiness of it come out exposes our children to it sooner and it's just normative i mean i think brian the team on sunday school and everything that's going on down i mean i think you're hitting it right with the pistons like if if you asked me when i was a child who's the holy spirit i'd be like that's uncle albert that's what dad says you know (laughs) he's in the basement but i think if we asked any of our kids at crossroads here who's the holy spirit they would be like it's god's spirit that lives in me like that process is already starting. And, and the weirdness already happened. So if Jesus is born and he's reading the Bible, yeah. like how is he comfortable saying the Father is in me and I am in the Father? Like yeah. that doesn't make sense. Yeah. But but if you add the Holy Spirit as this element where mm-hmm. that's how they're working together, then like the things Jesus promises and he talks about yeah. actually make sense. Like when we're going to do greater things than what he did, like that's, there's not, how am I going to do great, like mm-hmm. raise people from the dead, like walk on water? Like yeah. these things come alive when Jesus gives us authority, like to do these kinds of works. It's not because I've got something like that I'm super powerful and it's yeah. the Holy Spirit through you. And so that's where like the partnership becomes really amazing when like, I know it sounds crazy that the spirit is also inside me with my spirit, like I, I don't want to pretend to like tell God how he's working. Like this is the plan. Like this is how God dwells among his people. And that's what the spirit does. Like the spirit is in the business of making a place where God can dwell. So being open to that, walking in that. Yeah. Yeah, that's super, super great. Let me drill. I want to drill a little deeper on that issue right there. Um, You made a comment that uh, uh, from a child's perspective, a kid's perspective, the Bible is is a lot more fun than an adult's perspective. Mm -hmm. And I think this fits into, why is that? Just go a little deeper in that. Why do you think that, you know, what what did you mean by that statement? Why do you think that Bible from a kid's eyes is so much more fun than an adult? And uh, boy... There's something in something Jesus said about unless you become like a child, right? So Um, this is the thing about adults and kids, I think. If we have to, like, one thing is an adult wants an answer. And, like, a kid wants an answer, too, but they're okay if it just melts every category that they already had because they're learning so much. So they're like a sponge. So, like, when we explain it to a child, we have to use, like, like, simple terms. But, like, how is God three in one? Like, even as an adult, we don't have any kind of scientific, mathematical, like, it doesn't make sense. So when we say that God is three in one to a child, 
like they already don't have this math and science framework that like it has to fit neatly. And so they're open to the wonder of like God working in that. But like they ask unbelievable questions. Like I have three kids and it's my favorite thing to just like talk to them and ask them like fun stuff. Like I even ask them in the morning, like what should dad say? Or like, do you have any tips for me? Because it's gonna be different than what an adult would say. Just by definition of how you grow up and what you're like programmed, what you're accustomed to seeing and hearing. And so like the weird questions are my favorite. And like, we don't even ask the weird questions. Like, can you kill God? And I mean, if you're the enemy, like the evil one has to have thought about that at like a conference room closed circle meeting. Like, how do we kill God? Like if he's a rebel, like rebellion against him, like it's not like I want to live with him. It's like I want to be God. So I need to kill like this is every story in the Old Testament, like kings fighting. And so I just love the idea of like, well, yes, like kind of right, because in our core values, we say that Jesus died for our sins and then was jesus god and we're kind of like yes so like god can be killed in a really weird uncomfortable way (laughs) that like as a kid wrestling with it it's fun as an adult wrestling with it it's uncomfortable because now my framework for how i operate gets shaken it's uncomfortable and and i think you also you know you opened up by saying you know you you, we all put god in our little box and you know you were here and i think it's all preaching shake that up a little bit and boy i think the old what is that tendency the older we get we we that box often gets smaller and smaller right Uh, when according to scripture it really should get larger and larger faith grows wonder grows the spirit grows right and I think, isn't, wouldn't you say that's what Jesus meant when you said, unless you come to me like a child, you not enter the kingdom of heaven? Yeah, I mean, we're, like we almost close off information. Like, I'm not going to understand trigonometry. Like, so I'm done with math. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, you're talking to a guy who failed high school algebra. Like, it's tough. Math is hard. Like, three and one, I kind of get, like, when math went to, like, letters and we're solving for X, I was like, no, this is English, and I'm done with math. <laughs> so, like, w- when we give up on trying to understand stuff, I think that's when our box gets smaller. And as an adult, we're kind of like, I don't understand it, and I'm done. Whereas a kid is trying to soak up so information and there's like so much information, there's so much new stuff. And wonder happens every day for a kid because you're just not like beaten down with this is how it's done. You're learning how it's done. And so the older we get, we're accustomed to doing it this way. And like this one way works. So why would I learn another? Yeah. And then and then I think that's how the box gets smaller. And it's like a crime. It's like terrible. And I mean, you can just see the enemy at the at work because if like you give up trying to understand something or if you're like done wrestling, like Jacob wasn't done wrestling like he wrestled the like God all night. Like he like when would you stop fighting? And I think as a, like as we grow older, we're kind of like I'm done. And I, a kid, you just don't see that because everything is like new and they're curious and they're finding out. But when we lose that curiosity, I think we can lose like part of the wonder of God and we're just like, this is the box I'm comfortable with. Well, and yeah, kinda, good. I, I see it as like adults trying to fit the gospel into the their box of like logical framework. Like that's how they, they're trying to fit the gospel into their life. Whereas kids are trying to fit their life into the gospel still. They're trying to figure out their life. They have no idea, no concept of what their life is going to look like. And so when we, when you broaden it and say, Hey, maybe your life can fit in the gospel, they have that 
innate ability to be like, oh, maybe it is possible. Everything's possible for a kid, right? Because they feel invincible. Yeah, there's some really weird, like, trickery that goes on in kids' minds, and, like, it's really tough to grow up, and then we become cynical based on that. So, like, even Christmas, I mean, I'm going hard after Christmas. (laughs) Um, But, like, this idea of Santa. And so if we believe in this guy who knows if we're doing good or bad, and then we get presents, like, we we tell our kids this, this story. And, and then, like, it, like you're going to have that growing up, and then you're going to have to wrestle with, who's this other guy who came and died for me in this kind of really weird, like, crossway? Like, mm-hmm. let's not pretend that's not gruesome to a kid. Like, I mean, my kids, like, like look at the nail marks, and they're like, he's got holes in his hands. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> like, that stuff becomes real. And then you, like, have to wrestle with who is real. Mm. And I think that gets really tough and confusing for kids, but also, like, as we grow up with adults, like, we kind of become like, yeah, I know this is fake. And, like, that doesn't happen. And then, like, again, core to Christianity is the Holy Spirit came upon this woman who was, like, very young. I mean, like, I I threw out 21. Like, no way she was 21. Like, in the culture, they're getting married. Like, if she was 14 or younger, this is crazy. Like, I mean, you talk about her going to, like, a youth group today and being like, I'm pregnant. And everybody would be like, what? And she's like, no, 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 it's the Holy Spirit. And you'd be like, yeah, right. (laughs) Like, I mean, the craziness of what the Spirit does, and that's core to our Christian values. So, like, just not even, like, the questioning of it is one thing, but also, like, we go along with it. Like, don't look over here. Like, it's too weird. But, like, that's my favorite part is, like, the Spirit's been doing stuff this whole book. And so when we, like, come at it with the wonder of, I got no idea how the spirit works, but I do see evidence of the spirit working. So I just have to like lean in that with like childlike wonder and faith. Yeah. When, so you, um, let's take some time and shamelessly plug for you. Uh, so if you haven't heard, Preston is actually the creator and executive director of a nonprofit called Not So Boring Bible. It's an app. Uh, and the thing I love about it is because as an adult, like, you know, you can read the Bible and it shouldn't be boring. It's not but you even said like a couple of years ago, it just came alive for you. Like something like supernaturally sparked. Uh, and I love, uh, if you haven't taken it out, it's, it's a, a way to pique that curiosity. Like that child, like, like that's in the Bible. Like I've read it before. Like, how did I miss that story? Uh, and so do you, anything you want to share about that and your, in your kind of journey of why the Bible came alive to you and how you've seen that? Yeah, I tried to, like, I couldn't, I knew I wanted that in my sermon, like, somehow part of my testimony, but, like, I can't explain it. Like, it would, like, if I got struck by lightning, the story would be cooler and sound, like, more amazing. And, like, I I don't read books. Like, I don't like to read. And, like, the wonder of the Bible came alive. In a way, I can't explain, like, words are going to fall short, but, like, I wanted to know everything that was in there. And, like, I don't want to know about a lot of books, but something about the Bible, like, and the way the Spirit's working. And that was, like, a breadcrumb. That's not, like, like zapped. Like, as I look back on my life, like, there were steps. And so, like, I, I, like, obviously Steve, like, was doing a series on community and, like, life and community. And I was like, I'm a lone wolf Christian. Like, I don't want anything to do with community. And so, like, leaning into that, like, man, he said it and he backs it up with Scripture. So if I'm going to trust the Word, I better, like, actually do it. So then I'm, like, walking in community, and then I'm, like, going to, like, a Bible study. And then these guys are, like, sharpening, and they're talking about stories that I'm like, okay, I don't remember that from Sunday school. So, like, the wonder of the Bible coming alive, it was, like, 
pick how many breadcrumbs along the way that was. So there's definitely like a partnership in the way the spirit works that I think is amazing. But like Not So Boring Bible came out of like an unbelievable journey where I was just like, man, spirit, whatever you got at this point, it wasn't like just dropped out of the clouds. But man, like when you actually read the Bible, I think that's where it's like, Okay, hold on. I don't remember the story. Like, why is there a six-fingered, six-toed man in the Bible? Like, what does that mean? Like, we don't even know the guy's name. So why would you mention that? And then, like, there's just so many rich stories. Like, you got Enoch. He walked with God and was no more. So what's that mean? Like, why does everybody else get, like, a death date and this dude just walks with God no more? Like, we read it and it's like... Oh, that's make-believe. And then, like, Elijah gets taken up to heaven in a chariot of fire. And you're like, what? And I mean, if I saw that, I would be like, I got no idea what is going on. I mean, I could keep going. Like, it's, it's the whole book is incredible. Like, Elisha says, man, I want a double portion of your spirit. Like, ha- how does that happen? Like, can I have seconds of what you've got? And then he gets his cloak. And it's like the whole book, when you actually read it and you're like, looking for the weirdness the weirdness has been all throughout there but we get uncomfortable with the weirdness now like today there's something like the holy cow i don't know what the holy spirit's doing but like this this has been god's plan if you're looking at god wants to dwell with his people he's got this plan of how i'm going to use this temple and then we're the temple and you're like this is crazy but it's going to change the way you treat your body the way you like operate like I go to church on Sunday, but now like I'm like a, a trailer park. Like I get to move my church wherever I want to go, where I'm walking. If you're in step with the spirit, I think that's like as mind blowing and amazing as an opportunity as you can get to walk with God in the spirit. That's good. That's good. Awesome, man. I'd like to go back to authority. Oh yeah. I love the authority. Okay. So when I kind of, you know, when we run this through, I mean, you said two things like, you know, looking for the answers. I mean, that really classifies a lot of the young adults that Brian and I work with. Like they just want the answer and then they want to regurgitate to us what they think the right answer is when we're like, no, I really want to know what's going on in your heart, not Jesus, you know, like, you know, just they're looking for that solid answer and that's hard to find. You know, when you're dealing with life in the spirit, because every day can be different. It's all centered on God's word, God's character. But authority is uncomfortable. And it's anybody, like when I look at, like, you know, you talk about the enemy and what is his scheming and how is he killing God. I think that is one of the biggest things that I see, and you can share any thoughts you have on it, is if somebody starts to live by the spirit, now they are responsible and they have authority to take action. Yeah, and so we have this idea of a physical fight. Like, I can punch you in the face, and now we're in a fight. Like, Mm -hmm. that's really easy. But, like, this idea of the spiritual realm, and now we're in a spiritual fight, like, the authority comes with tools. And now I have weapons that are like, what is going on here? Mm -hmm. And it's not like a sword. It's like this crazy spiritual weapon. And then we, like, the things I didn't even talk about, they're like, I had a sermon that was, like, five hours long. But, like, (laughs) prayer... What in the world is going on with prayer? Like, yeah. for, for one, the faith that it takes to pray anything, uh-huh. that, like, God can hear that. But, like, who else can hear? And, like, when I pray something, does it matter if I'm praying? And then if I'm praying in the Spirit, is that, like, when Jesus says, 
where two or more are gathered together, there I am. Like Jesus is in me, and does that mean the spirit? Or when he said two or more, does he mean physical bodies? Yeah. And so like we melt every kind of category with physical and spiritual, and then this authority just comes in the spiritual realm that we can do. This is the greater stuff. Like when Jesus said, you will do greater things, like, okay, like are we believing the guy or that was just like his good luck wish? Like, I mean, the authority he gives those who like keep his commandments. It's next level. Yeah. And so I think that's where it gets uncomfortable because yeah. we're like, I can do what now with what? But it's not me. So when the spirit's inside of us, I think that's where the authority is like, we have to wrestle with, holy cow, I'm operating on a new level. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's where people want to shy away from because they don't want to go to that new level because they want to live safe in the confines and the construct that they're already accepted. And that's why and that's what limits them from going to the next level. I loved your comments on, you know, the Matrix Busters. Yeah, the, that just Matrix moments, the and glitch, then, like what? Yeah. yeah, you can't explain it, and it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And then you have to figure out, like both sides have to figure out what that means if you believe it or you don't believe it. Yeah. But that's why I used the uh, I don't know if it landed, but the software update. Yeah. So like <laughs> same thing, we have an operating system, and like software updates are like so terrible. People are like, close, do not update, ignore, because yeah. things are going to be rearranged, changed, mm-hmm. and you're going to have to operate differently. And so that's where it gets uncomfortable with the spirit, because you're like, I'm talking to myself. But the faith it takes to say, like, is this the spirit? And then I have to filter through this lens of, like, what would Jesus say? What is the spirit of truth doing? Not that I, like, all my weird ideas and thoughts in my head go away. Yeah. But like, is that the spirit? And trying to be in tune, in step with the spirit, Yeah. that gets... Super fun, and that's I think that's where the abundant life yeah. comes from. Oh, absolutely. That's awesome, man. Well, President, I think you've uh, confirmed the Curiosity King. I get so inspired and encouraged, and I don't know if you left an open door for Steve to invite you back to preach again. I'm sure any listener would love to hear that. But he didn't pull out like a shepherd's hook. I'm glad I didn't get like <laughs> ringed out, but uh, yeah, yeah. I was watching him out of the corner of my eye. Uh, but if you're listening and you love Preston's personality as much as I do, again, check out Not So Boring Bible. Uh, it's an app, uh, and he kind of developed it in a way that makes it so exciting for anybody, believer, non-believer, just exciting. The Bible um, is not boring. But also, we can reach out to us. We'd put you in contact with him, and hopefully Steve will get him back on stage soon because you said five hours. We got, we're Prepared for five hours with your content. Uh, but Preston, anything else before we, we sign off that uh, you want the listeners just to, to hear, remember, anything? No, I, I mean, life in the spirit is just, uh, it's going to be awkward and convenient at times, and things are going to be different. And you're going to have those matrix moments. Things are going to start happening. And then more and more and more, and then you're going to talk to other people, and you're like, holy cow, what are you talking about? And you're going to feel like, I can't explain this. And that's where I think it, the book comes alive because like you can look at this as this ancient text and then like, is God even doing anything? And I think that's where it becomes rich and check out not so boring Bible, uh, not so boring Bible.com. And there's an app and for all sorts of kids, uh, grownups and, and pick however old you have to be to read some parts of the Bible. Um, but the richness of it, man, you get in God's word. And it's not just trivia, it's activities. Man, you got a bunch of stuff on there. It's awesome. It's great. Uh, Well, thanks again for joining us for our our midweek jolt. And uh, we'll be here every Wednesday. If you have any questions, you can reach out to us at rootissues at ccaspen.com. Otherwise, we'll talk to you next week.